the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Of course, we're getting our Friday off just right. And, of course, we are looking forward to Apopka's first district football game of the season tonight versus Okoy at Okoy. We'll be talking a lot about that today on our show. A little bit later, we look forward to being joined by Coach Jeff Rolson over the phone, hearing his insights. Right now, uh, we're joined at Porky's by John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Also, Pete Paquette is on site with us producing the show today. And, Pete, it's great to have you back over here at Porky's. Well, I love coming and visiting with you here during Sports Central Live and and, uh, great location. Lots of people coming by. It's lunchtime. Come on over and join us. It's an exciting day. Of course, Football Friday is always exciting in Apopka, and especially so since we uh, have our first district game tonight. But, John, and before we go further, of course, I want to let you know about our sponsors for Apopka Blue Darter Football. Of course, Baptiste Orthodontics. Baptiste Orthodontics is bracing the Blue Darters for success in 2019. Florida Door Solutions, Central Florida Audiology and Dr. Amy Davis, Community Health Centers Incorporated, Highland Funeral Home, Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair, former Blue Daughter baseball player Mike Martin, Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and of course, Porky's. And John, before we start talking about the game tonight versus Okoy, you know, I guess another big topic of conversation, obviously, in Apopka has been the fact that baseball coach, Coach Mike McDaniel, was relieved of his duties as head baseball coach about a week ago, I guess last Friday, from what I understand. And, you know, I'd just like to get uh, get your insights on that situation. Personally, I was very, very surprised by it. Uh, but anyway, I'd like to get your, your insights. Yeah, I don't know tons about it, Roger, because uh, people don't talk to newspaper people when things aren't so peachy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, last Friday is when uh, when it happened, and uh, I've got a story in this week's paper. Uh, talked to uh, athletic director Andy Sanders and then uh, also to Mike McDaniel. Bottom line is is they've taken resumes, um, and uh, I know they were doing some interviews today and early next week, I think. Uh, not sure how many they're interviewing, uh, but, but they're, they're moving on, and, uh, you know, and let – uh, Mike obviously was uh, surprised might be an understatement. Uh, shocked Mike to be too strong, but somewhere between those. Um, and and so anyway, he's. I, I'm not sure how to put this exactly, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there's some kind of uh, 
I don't say legal issue or legal matter going forward, but in one sense, the the one thing that's I mean, when that, coming from his end, right, right, would would be. Um, and and he doesn't know. He did right, not. He's not in any legal trouble. When, when no, 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 no. It's not that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks for the clarification. You're talking more of an employment thing, Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Um, uh, anyway, um, there's... Uh, you know, for as a as a teacher, Mike, along with every other teacher, has a lot of protections. Most More than 98% of us do in the workforce. As a coach... He's just like the rest of us. If if my boss doesn't like the way I'm, uh, have my glasses. You don't on, like that shirt you have on, by the, the way. <laughs> the one with the. Listen, stay true to your your team, man. The power team will always be there with me. We got to get you a new T-shirt, that though. Tennessee ball shirt. Hey, listen, man. Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, you know, as a coach, it's just like the rest of us. It's there if. You could breathe wrong and be out of a job. There's no job protection whatsoever as a coach, the coach part of it. The teacher part of it, it's the opposite, all kinds of protection um, job-wise, which, which is certainly another subject for debate. But uh, as, a, as a, you and I were both, uh, are both sons of, of principals and, and, and uh, teachers, so, you know, there was, there was some family uh, thought there as well. But anyway, bottom line is that uh, this, the school administration is moving on, looking to hire a new baseball coach. Uh, we'll see what happens, I, you know. Uh, and, and so outside of that, I don't know a whole lot. I mean, you can, you know, there's social media stuff going on out there, and, and it's not hard to find, but, uh, you know, as far as stuff that I know to be true, that's that's what I know right there. Thank you for giving us your insights. Yeah, and just and, um, as we move on, that's one thing I do want to emphasize, because um, is that, you know, all employees of Orange County Public Schools, I mean, all teachers, basically most coaches uh, are, their their teaching job is their core job. Right. You know, they get From a financial the, what, standpoint. Yeah, what, what they call, and the, and the protections, if you will, they've got a strong union that you talked about. So the teaching part of it and the and the coaching part of it are almost you know, two different things. Very much so, and, and, but financially, right, the teacher get, job is everything. Right. They get a little compensation for coaching. I even heard something like $1,000 for a head baseball coach. Uh, listen, uh, which is, is probably not, less than a penny per hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not where you want to be, honestly, finance, from a financial standpoint. Not that you go into teaching at the high school level for a financial thing, but, I mean, and, and I, it's easy for me to, to jump into Rick Darlington's situation. He's, he's down here. He gets basically a whole lot of raise to go to, to Enterprise Alabama, and he's not teaching a class. He's just a football coach. His, uh, his defensive coordinator is just a football coach. Uh, they, they've got great facilities. It's just a different world in, in places, and, and it's the priorities that the community puts on there. And I say community. In this case, it's Orange County community. And, and um, you know, so. The state uh, of Florida. You know, so, and, and very much. Although, for most things are somewhat different in the panhandle, uh, where uh, an athletic director, uh, football coaches, a lot of times they also director, so there's a financial uh, bump there. Uh, so, in uh, in people can argue for or against it all day long. It's just how it is here versus a place like Enterprise Alabama. Well, thank you for sharing those insights. You know, just personally, I enjoyed very much working with Coach Mc, 
Coach Mike McDaniel, and um, you know, personally hate to see him go, but of course there's a huge backstory there, and you know, thank you for sharing your insights. And certainly, one thing I do want to avoid uh, an error on the side of caution is not is not getting engaging in speculation. So um, that's that's what right. happened. That's what the situation is, and um, you know, that you know, thank you for John Perry for for giving you giving us your insights. Well, now let's go ahead and get Coach. Rolson on the phone, and then we'll speak with Coach Jeff Rolson about his insights about the upcoming uh, game versus O'Coin. Before we get Coach on the phone, John, um, what can you tell and tell us a little bit about um, you know, your your um, you know insight, your your impressions of the game on, on our most recent game, Carl Gables, with a nice uh, twenty-seven to twelve victory. Well, I thought over uh, overall that, that Apopka's second half was the stronger half. Did not mistakes uh, from a penalty standpoint, and that penalties were, were way too much in that game. Uh, you know, any coach wants zero penalties, but uh, when you hit double figures, uh, it's it's going to be not going to be good. But uh, anyway, bottom line is they were able to finish drives in the second half, and you know, Coral Gable scored there on on the fir- on the final play of the game against Popkins substituted fairly liberally on that final drive and still they were able to only score on the on the final uh, uh, play of the game so anyway other other than that it's a three touchdown bulge for a popkin in that second half and that'll win you every game obviously now let's go to coach jeff rolson hello coach thank you for joining us you're welcome well coach i'll just ask you first of all as we look back and it's been two weeks now since we uh, had the game that we uh, was canceled due to the weather obviously but a solid 12 victory over Coral Gables. Can you share your impressions of the victory? Well, it's always good to win, no question. And that was our first game uh, that, that counted, so it's good to get off to that start. We've got a lot to clean up. You know, we, we uh, penalize ourselves. We move ourselves out of scoring at times, especially in the first half of that game. Also, you know, we gave up a pass kind of hung in the air down the middle that led to, and then we had a, a, a rough the kicker uh, penalty, which led to their only score of the first half. So that was disappointing. And then uh, you don't want to get scored on late, but we did, but, you know, these guys. So it's not an issue. And I think the clock ran out, but, you know, I think they are being nice to it. But um, we got a long way. Hopefully this game will, will, uh, will be uh, more of uh, Fundamentally, a little more sound. Play a little hard. We've had a good week of practice, so that's what I expect. Now, coach, you know, once again, going off of the the game versus Carl Gables, what were some of the things you were you that you, if, if anything, but I suspect there were some things that you were particularly proud that you felt good about. Uh, I think our, our kicking game was was decent. Um, I think that uh, the second half, I think that, that uh, we were more physical up front. You know, we sustained drives. Um, I think that outside of a, uh, a few, a couple, you know, six, eight-yard runs and the one pass down the middle, I think secondary-wise played pretty well and, and, and kept them under wraps. They didn't have a bunch of big, good, explosive splash plays. They didn't have those, so... Um, and then, you know, they were a finesse football team and they on the perimeter, so I thought the secondary played well, and I thought, I thought offensively we, we, we uh, were physical and, and finished drives in the second half, so. And that does bring up one thing I would like to ask you about specifically because 
you know, in a lot of discussions that we had going all the way back to spring, early spring, you know, the offensive line was, was kind of a, either a work in progress or a question mark or, you know, in, in some cases from what we said um, and she wrote with John in the paper and also with us, uh, you know, was behind the curve in terms of we wanted him. But, you know, at least from outside appearances, it looked like the offensive line had a pretty decent night. Would you like – can you talk about uh, that unit specifically as far as the Coral Gables game went? Well, I think that, you know, Coach Farkas does a great job with those guys. We've got some, some young guys with, with very, very little uh, playing experience. And, you know, offensive linemen take a little bit of time to develop. We've got – uh, some young guys that are not what they're going to be in a year or two with, with weight room and, and uh, playing experience. But I thought they competed hard. They played harder than they played before, so that was good. Um, we still have, you know, we got some guys back. Uh, we're still waiting on one. But um, this week we'll probably have two kids that are available that will play in this game that did play last week. So uh, that will help us. And- um, hey, Coach, looking ahead to Okoy, what uh, could you tell us about them? What do you expect, particularly from them, to do on on the on their offensive side of the ball? You know, they're coming in three and zero. They had a big come from behind victory Monday night. Yeah, they, you know they've got they've got speed um, and some some athleticism in their uh, skill personnel. Their quarterback's a big kid, has got a big arm, going a long way down the field. So. Um, Offensive line-wise, they're a good-looking group. Um, you know, they're a program on the rise. Kurt Eppert's done a good job with them. And then uh, defensively, they run pretty well and, and, and hit. And they're 3-0. and So they've got more games under the belt than we do. Um, so that, that's their advantage. They had to play on Monday. I guess that would be a disadvantage. You play a team that probably is better than you, you're going to have to find, find ways to, to – to uh, put points on the board and win. So my expectation would be we would see, we'd see some, some gimmicks in the kicking game because you've you got to find ways to steal possession and really easy scores. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're playing against somebody who's better than you. It's, it's going to be a, a long night. So I, I, I respect them. I'm sure they respect us, but they would anticipate that we'd probably be the better football team. So I'd expect some, some trickery out of them, I think. We'll see how that plays out. John, do you have a question or comment for Coach Rolson? Uh, Jeff, you, you mentioned and touched on it about some of the guys getting back. Uh, who all do you expect back tonight? I know, of course, uh, up offensive line, but also Nakai Martinez is a cornerback, that kind of thing. Yep. So can you, can you uh, update us on who, who you expect to go tonight? Who yeah, didn't Nakai go? will be back. Yeah, Nakai will be back. Um, Joey McCann, the quarterback, is back, uh, so we have him available. Um, we have Aaron Pringle, uh, offensive lineman that started. He's back. Um, Herbert is back, the offensive tackle, a young offensive tackle. Um, Merriweather's been back. Cozio right now uh, is the only one that probably will not be ready to go tonight, hopefully right. uh, next week. Okay, good deal. Um, looking at, at- – Okoe's offensively, uh, and, and you mentioned the quarterback is uh, uh, Nick. But anyway, his last name is right. But he's he's a big kid. He's not going to come down easily. And I mean, he's got decent speed, I guess. But he likes to uh-huh. run between the tackles as much as as around the end, doesn't he? Yeah, he's. You know, they're running zone reads. They've got right. a little. Uh, they got a blocking back back there. So 
you know, which he's a good, he, they do a good job with him. He's a big physical kid, the blocking back, so they'll steal your end or they'll, they'll uh, load on your backer or run out in the flat and block or go out for a pass. But they're going to they're gonna run zone read, and I don't know if they're reading it or not, but, but uh, and then boom, he'll pull it. He's around the end. And like I said, he's a big physical kid. I don't think he's going to outrun us, but we're going to have to square our pads up and, and wrap him up or he's going to get positive yards. So uh, and he, he, the thing that worries me is he's got a, he can throw it a long way. So right. he struggles a little bit in the intermediate passing game, um, throwing it to the outside. But I've seen 15, 20 footballs thrown downfield that have been overthrown with guys open. So he can throw a long way, so we can't fall asleep on him. You mentioned their their kicking game a while, maybe some some uh, different uh, trick plays, whatever you want to call them. But uh, uh, how is there? I mean, I, watching some of the film, it didn't look like the kid had a, the place kicker had a strong leg, but uh, seemed fairly accurate. Kind of maybe like like uh, your situation with with Titus. Yeah, probably probably pretty similar. And then you know when they kick it off. They, I don't think they got the ability to put in the end zone. They, they kick some sky kicks, and they'll kick when they kick it deep. It's, it's down between the 10 and the 15. So, right. know, we, we've got some returns for that, obviously, and then uh, we got some uh, punt defense stuff to do. I think that we, that's an opportunity we'll have to, to be able to attack them in their punt game, um, maybe get a play off of that. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, they, they, got, they just got – when they when we go over there and go out on the field and starts and look at them running around and look at us running around, it isn't gonna be like, Wow, Papa looks a lot better than those guys. They're probably gonna look as good or better running around, height wise and all that, with their skill than we are. But, you know, when we play the game that's when we're gonna be physical and you right. know, get a good start. Teams like that, any team that, that would like to win, maybe don't expect to win, the longer they hang around, the more the hope grows. So we, we really gotta execute early and and, and make sure that we don't we don't give them hope to, to beat us because anyone can beat anyone on any given night. Yep. You, you mentioned earlier about they, they did have to play Monday night. Obviously, I mean, they had a heck of a comeback scoring. Uh, they were down 20 points, I think, uh, with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter and ended up winning by three. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you – when when – when you're going over there, how how important is it that uh, all you know you go from from being having one game on your belt under your belt to they've had three, and then one of them was Monday night. Is there uh, a plus or minus or kind of does it even out for for both teams? Yeah, I mean, if they came out of that game healthy, then physically it's not going to be an issue. It just depends on how much time they had to put. Uh, in the game planning for us, you know, right. so we had two extra days than we would have had because we practiced Thursday and Friday, and they had a, uh, one less day than they would normally have had. So, and then of course they, they, I doubt they were prepared, preparing for us last week, but they, they could have been. Um, so I think health-wise, no preparation-wise. It's a big deal. But, you know, we, it isn't like we're going to go out there. We don't have a bunch of gimmick and, and stuff in there. We just gave us a couple more days to make sure we aligned correctly and, and saw selection and our kids could could fit it and see it and understand what we're trying to accomplish. So we didn't put anything groundbreaking in defensively uh, <clears throat> against them. We just we just want to make sure we're on the same page because we don't want kids thinking we want to play fast. 
Well, Coach, thank Coach Jeff Rolson. Thank you for joining us today on Blue Daughter Sports Central. We appreciate you sharing your insights, and we uh, look forward to seeing you tonight over at Okoy. Appreciate that, sir. Thank you, and go Daughters. Coach Jeff Rolson, great insights. Well, friends, we're going to go to our first break. Before we go to break, I want to remind you that Blue Darter Sports Central and Apopka Blue Darter football broadcast are presented by Baptiste Orthodontics. Baptiste Orthodontics offers braces for all ages, including traditional braces and clear liners, such as Invisalign and Clear Correct. And quality new braces can start as low as $129 a month. Find them in their wonderful Apopka office at on Park right across from Kitland Nelson Park. And you can find out more at BaptisteOrthodontics.com. That's BaptisteOrthodontics.com. Dr. Andre Baptiste and Baptiste look forward to bracing the Blue Daughters for success in 2019. We'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central from Porky's. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Here's Roger. Williams, it's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter, especially with Apopka Blue Darter football tonight and our first district game of the season. And, of course, as you probably know, those district games are crucial. In fact, the only sure-fire way to get to this is to win your district, be your district champion. There are other ways, but there are no guarantees the other ways. Win your district, you're guaranteed a spot. Pleased to be joined by John the Front Porch at Porky's. And it's Pete Paquette is joining us today as well. And, Pete, it's great to have you here as we look forward to the game night versus Okoy on the road at Okoy. Love of football Friday. Always exciting. And it was a great conversation with Coach Rolls. We'll pick it up with First of all, though, I want to remind you, Blue Darter Sports on 1520 WBCW are presented by Apopka Mower and Equipment. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair is also pleased to announce the addition of steel outdoor power equipment products. Popka Moore also has all the products and equipment you need for hurricane preparation and cleanup. A Popka Moore and equipment repair. They sell the best and fix the rest. Find them at their impressive showroom on 29, at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail, north of Apopka, right between Plymouth Serena Road and the 419. Now let's go back to John Perry and uh, John, what do you uh, take from the you know, comments from Coach Wilson? Well, I mean, it's just the, the biggest thing I was wanting to, to know is, because I, I spoke with him on Monday for my article this week, but, uh, you know, things change over the week uh, from Monday to Friday in terms of the, uh, the injuries and those coming back. Uh, at that time, he wasn't sure about a couple kids, and looks like one of them may be back and one of them not, so uh, we'll see. I know... Uh, it would be really nice to have your starting five up front uh, be able to – because, as he said, you know, he, of course, knows a lot more about it than I do. But, uh, you know, it takes some time to develop uh, offensive linemen, something, especially when there's the coordination between the linemen. Uh, that that definitely takes some time. And, and, you know, they've played one game so far in terms of regular season. And uh, so – Hard even if all five are healthy, and so uh, bottom line is, is it's uh, you know staying healthy is is part of the gig, and and 
whether it's uh, no matter what the, the issue is. If it's keeping you out uh, then of, of the games, then that's obviously not going to help the cohesion and, and thusly the, the running game, which, of course, Popka's tremendously uh, depend upon and, and relies on and, and is very good at. Uh, most of the time so uh, you know I thought last time as I mentioned earlier in the second half you know Pop got a little over 200 yards rushing in the second half last time that's 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 very good standards by anybody to, for 200 yards rushing in one half so and they, and they were gashing Coral Gables a lot of it was up the middle um, and uh, you know because Coral Gables got some speed on the edges uh, like a Popka does but uh, uh, Popka was handling them uh, how will that work tonight uh, Okoe's going to be speed-wise probably like a Popka, closer to a Popka than than uh, Coral Gables. We'll see up front how it works. Uh, I know they've got a fairly stout defensive line. Of course, they gave up 27 points to Lake Nona last week. So, uh, but that was that's more of a passing team. Although I will tell you, uh, I was. I mean, their pass was good, but it's certainly I don't think like Lake Nona's had in the past, which is pretty stellar. Uh, so uh, the, the quarterback is, seems okay for a high school kid from, from some of the game film I've seen. So, uh, but, but, you know, I think Apopka, you know, if, if they don't put the ball on the ground, you get a, a decent weather night because uh, rain can, is a great equalizer. I learned a long, long time ago. Uh, and so, but, uh, you know, Okoe is on the rise. Uh, Jeff Rolson really likes the way they look. And he looks at it through the coach's eyes. Uh, I think Apopka, if Apopka plays fairly well, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, either blown coverages on, on defense, uh, like, say, down in the preseason game, coverage, and that cost Apopka a touchdown on a fourth and 13 or something like that. So uh, if you don't have that or the obvious turnovers on, on offense and, and major penalty, crucial penalties on offense, uh, especially if yards are hard to come by, then uh, if you can stay away from those things, you can eke out a, out a, eke out a victory. And, uh, you know, uh, the district game, as you mentioned earlier, uh, boy, that's so important. And put a one and zero tied with two other teams because Lake Brantley and Lake Mary play tonight and West Orange and Evans. Uh, and so we'll see. You know, West Orange is 1-2. and two. Evans is 2-0. and oh. Of course, West Orange has the situation where their coach, D. Brown, has been suspended. Uh, don't don't have, any, obviously, any idea on that one. But, you know, it's still going to be upsetting and, and going to be a situation that you don't want to be in team-wise. So who knows? Uh, Evans might end up 1-0 and oh in the district and 3-0 and oh overall, which would be a change for them. Uh, I know they're looking to try to improve that program. And the right coach gets into Evans. Holy smokes. That's a juggernaut waiting to happen. Speaking with... John Perry on Blue Daughter Sports Central. John, I need to go here in a minute. Before you go, though, I do want to just ask you a question that um, yeah, I thought about asking Coach Rolson, but I kind of hate to ask the coaches this kind of question because it uh, has to do with uh, you know actual uh, you know specifics about the game, and I you know suspect they may not want to reveal that information you know publicly before the game. But you know what we saw during the spring game, and I realize most fans didn't see the spring game. And even um, in some of the preseason scrimmages, were a lot of spread offensive formations, three wide receivers, a lot of emphasis on passing, uh, which you know frankly didn't go so well. Uh, then in the actual game, 
uh, what we saw was back to, I mean, pretty much mostly the single wing, the basic single wing, which we've been running for for, you know, for years now. Um, and and you know, and, the, and it seemed to work pretty darn good. Um, what what do you what do you think tonight? What do you expect tonight that we'll uh, do offensively as far as this, the schemes go? Oh well, and I asked that exact question to Coach Rolson uh, earlier this week, and, and it's in my story that you know a lot of it depends on how things are going. If Apopka's, you know, if, if say it's like the the Coral Gables, Coral Gables and Apopka's. You know, sitting there with a 27 to six lead in the fourth quarter or something, or even earlier than that, uh, you might see a little more of the of the different offenses work out. Uh, the tighter the game is, I think the more you'll see the single wing. That being said, if it's third and 17 or third and you know even eight or something, uh, you know they they might come up with something else, but uh, doesn't mean they're not going to throw the ball, because against Coral Gables, there were six, you know, Jaquan Lohman was six for six for, uh, I think it was 132 yards with that 171-yarder on the touchdown to, to uh, Jalen Williams, and so, you know, I think they'll they'll intersperse the, the pass time to time, uh, but but the single wing's going to be it until the, the, the branching out, until the diversity becomes as good as the single wing, and that's that's it. But work on it in game situations for it to be, ever become that way, and so uh, that's that's what you know. As far as I'm concerned, that's what we'll see tonight. I, I would expect to see some some single wing. Uh, maybe they they might have the philosophy they had more in the in the uh, preseason game where they uh, did everything but the single wing early on, and then went to it later. Uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know uh, if it happens that way. Then that tells me that they're they're still they've still got the you know if things go a couple three two and out or three and outs or or maybe one first. In other words, drives don't produce any points or even a whole lot of yards. Then I would expect to see the single wing uh, in there uh, sooner rather than later. And one quick question for you. I um. Yeah, and, and, you know, just obviously the single wing worked well, uh, worked much better than the, the spread had been working in the spring and the preseason, you know, games, scrimmages, et cetera. Um, what um, – one a question about a specific player. Jalen Williams obviously stands out. I mean, he, he stood out last year when he was playing for Wekaiva and catching touchdowns against us. You know, he's a tall receiver, I guess 6'5 plus. Uh, he got that long 70-yard touchdown uh, play last week, which was huge. And from what I understand on social media, and the reason I'm asking you is because I've learned not to, not to believe everything I see on social media. Yeah. But um, it, 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 it's he. It looks like uh, I saw actually uh, in an Indiana University commit. Right. Yeah, that's what I understand too. Uh, I haven't spoken with him about it. I, you know, I, I've, professionally with the paper, I do not cover a lot of the recruit. You know, because there's you know somebody might be an Indiana commit or whoever. Uh, but but I don't make as much. It's it's more of an internet phenomenon, frankly, uh, because players can put on there uh, this that and the other, and then there's all the the websites that cover the recruiting uh, from top to bottom. So uh, I. Uh, no, I think that's very wise. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. The, the information's out there, easily out there. But, but, I mean, I was, I was just curious. I didn't want to get. Yes. I didn't want to get it wrong. Basically, from what I understand, that's correct. Yes. And um, well, if, I mean, that's huge because I've already gotten a, an offer. Or, or, you know, yeah, an offer from a you know, major division. You know, right. Big school. school, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, time for our next break. John, it's been great speaking with you. We yeah. always appreciate your insights. I want to remind everybody, as you probably already know, but if you don't. 
follow the Apopka Chief and Planner. It's where you get all the information you'll need about getting briefed on Apopka Blue Daughter football and Apopka Blue Daughter athletics and other high school athletics as well. Pete and I will be back here at Porky's. We invite you to stay with us. Please stay with us on Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Williams. Pete Pickett here, and I are here on the front porch at Porky's. We're getting our Friday started off just right. It's been great to hear Jeff Rolson sharing his insights, both about our win two weeks ago versus Coral Gables, 27-12, to 12, and a good, solid win over a good, solid team from Miami-Dade County. They were in the playoffs last year. And then, of course, our game tonight on the road versus Okoy High School. And that, of course, is our first district game of the year. So a lot of meat here to talk about on Blue Darter Sports Central. John Perry, it was great to have him joining us the first half of the show. John has had to go with, get back to work at the Apopka Chief. And so it's it, Pete and I here. Go further. Once again, I want to remind you about our wonderful sponsors of our Blue Darter Sports Central show and the sponsors that make the Blue Darter football broadcast possible. And they are Baptiste Orthodontics. Dr. Andre Baptiste and Baptiste Orthodontics are bracing the Blue Darters for success in 2019. Central Florida Oddity and a popular Blue Darter alum, Dr. Avis, in fact, second generation Apopka Blue Darter. Community Health Centers Incorporated, and of course, as many of you know, Community Health Centers has a wonderful history and legacy in our Apopka, founded in Apopka, actually, in 1972. Funeral Home, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, and of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFederlando.com, and Porky's, our sponsors for their support of Blue Darter Sports on Team 20 WBZW. You know, and Pete, you know, one thing, uh, this will give us a chance to talk more about the victory over Carl Gables because I think that was interesting from a lot of respective perspectives. Mm-hmm. One is, as I talked about a little bit before, and for me it's easier to talk about what's already happened. I, I hate to speculate, you know, on the air in, in pretty much all regards. But, you know, what we had been kind of hearing from Apopka football on the offensive side of the ball, in the spring game, you know, which in spring basically was two halves against two different teams. We won one of those two to nothing. We lost one six to nothing. Um, then in various preseason scrimmages, preseason games, right? Yeah, um, yeah. was a, was kind of a, a predominance of the spread offense, which is something brand new, pretty much brand new for Popka. I mean, Coach Darlington would mix it in every now and then, but but you know, our bread and butter offense, you know, ever. Coach Darlington came back to a pop in the mid 2000s has been the single wing offense, which is a run heavy offense and it's a unique offense. And, um, you know, the, the you know, no other way to put it, the, the experimentation, if you will, with the spread offense um, was not having success uh, during the spring and during the preseason, which most fans never, never saw any of that because, you know, they, they don't they don't go to those things. Um, but anyway, um, it was interesting and to me personally uh, you know, great to see us come out in the single wing as our primary offense, our base offense against Coral Gables. And the result was it, it worked worked very well. We, we controlled 
control the football on offense. Um, you know, we controlled time of possession, moved the ball consistently. A much maligned offensive line um, came through and had had an excellent night from mm-hmm. my perspective. So that's one thing to take away from, from the Carl Gambles game. And then it leads into, as we talked about with John, um, what to expect tonight. Will we will we continue to stay with the single-wing offense, our base off, offensive um, formation? Will there be uh, more spread offense mixed in? That, that's what makes these games interesting. We, we look forward to seeing that tonight as that unfolds. Very interesting, yeah, with saying that maybe later on down the road when the score dictates, you might see some of that, what would you say, experimentation or maybe reaching out or going out of the box a little bit. But you got to stay with what works, right? But, but yeah, that's the way I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. You tried. It didn't work too well. It, it Let's worked. stay. got to do the, the, the win. Single wing worked, worked last week so uh, that's, very well. Um, now, and it's interesting to kind of look at Okoy, and I'd like to just talk a little bit about that a little bit and reminisce about the relationship between the two towns and the two schools, you know. Yeah, you go way back with this, don't you? I mean, well, you, well, yeah, you know that history. Is, um, this is the third Okoy high school that I'm aware of past 100 years, basically. Okay. Um, Back in, I'll start, I guess, back in my day, when I was in high school in the mid-70s, there was Okoy High School. And then in 1975, the fall of 75, Okoy High School and what was in Lake, Lakeview High School, which is now Lakeview Middle School, which you know, in the Winter Garden what was the Winter there, Garden right? yeah, School, yeah. merged into West Orange. They merged Okoy and Winter Garden together. And then, uh, you know, about 10 years or so ago, thanks, I would say, exclusively uh, to the efforts of former mayor Scott Vandergrift, Okoy was able to get their own high school back again, and Okoy High School was was reestablished. Then, of course, before the 70s, there was also an Okoy High School back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. I don't know exactly the story about how they went away, but I guess something similar happened then. To what happened in the 70s and that Okoy High School went away and I guess the students merged over to, to Lakeview High School Winter Garden. So, and the reason I even bring that up, I will periodically reflect and I'll say, well, back in the 70s when we played Okoy, this happened. Or, you know, back in the 1930s when yeah, Apopka yeah. played Okoy, this happened. Other people score it, I guess, differently than I do. I mean, the Sentinel treats this particular Okoy High School as a standalone with 10 years of history, and that's it. So, anyway, if, I don't know if anybody would, would be confused more, about that more, anyway. But There's more know. heritage than that. That is what you're saying. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, personally to me and us old-timers, you know, there, Okoy's been, high school's been around for a for a long, long time. It not be this exact version of it, but, yeah, but yeah. to me they're all kind of, kind of the same. So. Okay. But I just wanted to know that would be the reason, if anybody even noticed it, why you, I might talk about a game between a Popkin and Okoy in 1973, if you will, or um, you're in the, if you read the Orlando Sentinel, there hasn't, there hasn't been an Okoy high school prior to the last 10 years or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting in, uh, view of that, yeah. Well, now it's time for another break. We'll, friends, we'll take a quick break, and then Pete and I will come back, and we'll join you for our final segment here on Blue Daughter Sports Central, coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. 
I'm joined today by Pete Paquette. Joe is once again on special assignment. Special assignment for Joe, yeah. Of course, he'll be back tonight <laughs> to uh, broadcast the game. You guys got a big, big play-by-play coming up, and uh, that's exciting. What a great game. You were just telling me during the break about some about some true history between Apopka and Okoe that not a lot of people know about. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. And I, I kind of found out it by, by accident. I was over at the Museum of the Apopkins one day and just going through the wonderful files they have of old newspaper clippings and things like that. And I learned the story of, of Apopka's very first football team. Uh, and that was in 1933. Apopka established football in 1933. Now, the school had been around for, for, for decades before that. I think the school goes back to somewhere around 1904, really? 1908, okay. something like that. Holly Jordan Condry has done great research on that. Uh, but we didn't have football. We had other sports. We didn't have football until 1933. And our very first season... Uh, we, you know, we started off, you know, played several games, hadn't won any games, which is not unusual for a team in their first year. Uh, but then somewhere around the middle of the season, we played Okoy High School. And they apparently, from what I read in this particular article, were a power at that time. They were a really, really strong team. And mm-hmm. for whatever reasons, and it didn't get into the reasons, we had, an, Pop had another mascot at that time. Do you remember what the mascot was? I don't. Okay. I don't. It'd be interesting um, to know that, but uh, but this is a great story. And they decided for this particular with another mascot, and that mascot were the Blue Darters. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Wombles um, is the one that came up with the idea, and there were very specific reasons. One yeah. is because the Blue Darter, which is it's a Cooper's Hawk, it's what it is, Yeah. yeah. Um, which is uh, you know just a, you know, a raptor, a, a, an aggressive you know, bird of prey. And but but the blue darters are indigenous to our Apopka area, you know. Back in then, this was a largely rural area. Yeah, that's uh, all, right. Virtually that's right. all the the guys went hunting and fishing, and they spent their time in the woods. And and blue darters were pretty much everywhere. I mean, they're still around today. Um, don't see that many of them, but but we do see them. But but anyway, so they selected the blue darter for certain qualities. They were a little bit smaller than, the, say, like your red tail hawk or your your, your red shouldered hawk or whatever. Um, they, they were but they were were very quick, quick, vicious, you know, just they aggressive. For their right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they very fast. And uh, if something yeah. whizzes past you in the woods, right, it's yeah, probably yeah. might, just might be a blue darter. And um, so but those qualities, you know, were the qualities that they wanted to associate a Popka High Sports with and Popka football with. And anyway, upon adopting the blue darter before the Okoy game, where we were big underdogs, we actually won that game. So, so the mascot in the middle of the season, and it was the Okoe game is when it was introduced. So Okoe so is, there you is go. Wow. part of our part of our history, and um, <laughs> and that's the reason I kind of gave that little spiel about. I tell that story. Uh, it, it could be confusing because today's media essentially, you know, in, in doesn't know that history. Right, does. creates the the yeah. new Okoe High School, which is exactly the same name as the other two. Oh. Previous Okoy High Schools, yeah, um, as a, a standalone entity with maybe ten years history or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Um, very cool. That uh, the Museum of the Apopkins folks stop in there. You get some great, great information there. That's very, very cool. In fact, as we were talking off air, Pete suggested that we maybe should go over there and do a show. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we should be. We'll go in there and then we'll do some. That would be a great, uh, great show to do that uh, for the game tonight. You guys start broadcasting at six thirty. You've got the big pregame show, which is very informative. Lots of insight. We encourage people to check into that. And we had the coach's corner, Coach Rolson, right. which, yeah. of course, we'll replay the interview we just did. And, you know, that's one thing about Coach Rolson. He's very forthcoming and has a lot of meat, a lot of nuts about right. yeah. the team. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's very uh, 
Coach Darlington would have a little tongue-in-cheek stuff going on now and again. You know, he likes to be coy. He likes to be kind of funny and, and, and stuff like that. But but I tell you, yeah, he, uh, uh, Coach Rolson, man, he's X's and O's and and uh, and and always always uh, right there with great information. So we'll have that in the pregame as well. So that's good. And one thing about Okoye, of course, this is a district game. District games are, are huge. And, and once again, for those that. Um, since, since it's a, we, we're in a new district, you know, this, districts have changed you know, significantly. Um, also, the process by which you get into the playoffs has, has changed significantly. I know. Now we've got, added Lake Brantley and Lake Mary. Lake right? Mary added Okoy. They, they have not been in our district before. Oh, Okoy's new too. Okay. So, right. um, and then um, we kind of exits our district. We'll still continue to play them. Sure. But they're no longer a district team. So got to have that intra-city rivalry. That's a classic there. So our yeah, and they're looking very very strong once again you know they had a largely senior team they graduated i would say 90 percent of their starters and, well, which normally would lead you to believe and i probably may have gotten suckered into believing they wouldn't be quite as strong this year but they well, look strong as death based on the, based the results of what they're, they're doing so far i was at the wakaiba west orange game and, and, and even though west orange scored first that was about it uh, after that uh, wakaiba kind of owned that game the rest of that evening and uh, they did they had some real strong points and uh, uh they were they were they were in the end zone a few times but as far as our district goes, our district games will be Okoy, which you know, we play the night, our first district game. Evans is in our district. They remain. West Orange is in our district. They remain. But we also add Lake Brantley and Lake Mary. To so our it's, district. So and those are two strong teams from Seminole County. And a larger district. So this changes the math a little bit, doesn't it? Exactly. And then also... Um, and once again, I'll try to give a brief tutorial. I don't want to get too in-depth because it gets very, very complicated. But... You can get into the playoffs one of two ways. One, to win your district, be your district champion. That's a guaranteed path. If, you, if you're not the district champion, then there's a point system, and, you know, those other other awarded on on points, uh-huh. and don't ask me how you get the points because I've never heard anybody explain it to me in terms I understand. So we should have an expert on the, from the FHSAA on someday. But but yeah, you're right. Now, hey, I have a quick question for you. We talked about this off air as well, but uh, getting into a rhythm, playing every week. Uh, Apopka hasn't had that advantage yet. We had bye week. We had uh, a hurricane week. Now this is their first district game, and, and really the second game of the season. Everyone else is coming in to their fourth game of the season. Is there a rhythm there? Is there? Is there? Is that a? Is that a way to look? Is that a negative thing, or can it be positive? Yeah, it's it's all kind of speculation. I um, personally, I think. Well, I think. You know, and you, you hate to speculate, and hopefully, get too optimistic, but. Personally, you know, things being equal, I would say it's an advantage for us not to have had played Monday night. I mean, you That's know, it's, it's hard not to have to, played okay. two football games in a week. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, they won. And not only did Okoy win Monday night, they won in dramatic fashion. They were down by 20 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they came back and had a huge win. So they've probably got a, they've gotten a huge emotional high off that game. Something to be said for that, isn't there? Coach exactly. Olsen said it didn't sound like they were too banged up. He didn't really have any reports there. But uh, he seemed to be pretty positive, and, and though. I were, mean, that, 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 which, which is good. I mean, this is, I mean, they're also, that's one thing about our team, Blue Darter, are fresh, they're strong, everybody's back. 
and uh, and ready to, and ready to go, and, ready and to we're play. We're coming off of a win and a good performance too. And right. uh, as we before we close out, if if we come out primarily in the single wing offense, it'll be a contrast in styles too. Okoy's a passing team, a spread team. They'll be throwing the ball around. Not that the two, but they'll be primarily a passing team out of a spread. If we come out in the single wing, and it's a big if, you know, um, that's more that's a power oriented football uh, football approach. So yeah, yeah. it'll be it, it 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 could be it could be because again you you never like to speculate because you never know. That's why they play the games. But it could be a, a, con, a contrast into very different styles. Old school single wing power football on our side, more modern. The information you know, that uh, you will hear on this pa- passing, you know, game on their side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, friends, it's been great to be with you today. I want to thank you for joining us. Pete, it's great to have you here once again at Porky's and uh, you know, talk to John, talk to Coach Wilson. You know, experience this Porky's experience. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good show. And again, you guys are on tonight. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff at 7. It's uh, at Ocoee. Want to show our blue and white pride over there, too, if you're going to be to the game. And, listen to the pregame on the way over to the Okoye. And one other thing to note, too, about the new version of Okoye, there are a lot of Apopka Blue Daughter alumni over there, including principal Laura Goff-Busey is a, is a Apopka Blue Daughter alum. Yes, yes. And both of her parents were instrumental and incredibly influential Apopka Blue Daughter. Her father, Jimmy, uh, was a Blue Daughter football player, one of the best. Yeah. Her mother, Shirley Goff, was uh, administrative assistant uh, for decades at Apopka. So a lot of intrigue and a lot of interesting things about tonight's game. Hope, hope you'll join us at 7 p.m. on the air and, and pregame at 630. Have a great day. Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520W, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.